Welcome to this bonus episode of the Bear Grass Christian Church podcast. I'm Dee Decker, Director of Communications. In this podcast, I sit down with my dear friends and fellow seminary alumni, Reverend Tracy Simmons and Reverend Marsha Mays Burton, to talk about the important and timely topic of race in America. You may remember me mentioning them in the episode with Reverend Rob Schrader about race and privilege. Following that podcast with Rob, Tracy and Marsha reached out to me and asked if they could give their perspective. In this first of a two-part episode, Tracy and Marsha speak candidly about their experiences as Black women in the church and the world. It is our hope that you find this conversation to be honest, vulnerable, and most importantly, provides food for thought and personal reflection. Here now, my conversation with Reverend Tracy Simmons and Reverend Marsha Mays Burton. I enjoyed it because I thought, for me, I thought it was a transparent conversation that really needs to be held in our churches because race is not something that is talked about a lot, especially between African-American and Caucasian churches. Mm -hmm. It's just not done. So I personally enjoyed it. And I think I said that Mm -hmm. uh, great conversation. I think for me, the first thing I did was bawl my eyes out. Yeah. Oh, um, you are emotional. And I am yeah, emotional. She is, I'm not. I am like, <laughs> emotional, but I'm also, as Dee said, I don't miss words. Mm-hmm. And so it was, um, I guess, the realization of how much the, mm-hmm. those conversations had an impact on you is the reason why yes. it brought me to tears. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, I mean, we've had multiple conversations right. about everything, right. right? From top to bottom, even some really hard ones. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure both of us left bruised or upset mm-hmm. and you've had to come back and, and have a follow up conversation. Right. But right. I think what, transform me the most so I guess what opened my eyes the most is how much that affected you when yes. for us we have those conversations all the time Does do that make you sense? yes yeah all the absolutely time. um and like you're having those conversations with white folks all the time absolutely in some way shape or form we're having a conversation around theology race theology and race period some way it's, it's either connected to air is connected to worship, right. but but you link them into politics, right? right. And so I'm in right now. We're talking about therapy, and we had this conversation um, around politics around the city of Louisville, and then how what's the most segregated hour on Sundays is right. eleven o'clock mm-hmm. because you have black folks to go to black churches and white folks to go to white church, right? And that's something that Rob and I talked about in our yeah. podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, should that be a segregated hour? Hmm. So I I don't know. I really don't know if you and I were talking earlier before we started this and I was talking about, you know, the Presbyterian Church is our neighbor and how right. we're trying to start, you know, really get to know each other and worship. And we have been kind of going back and forth you know, with each other, going to their services. And one of our deacons, she and I went over to the service mm-hmm. and I can feel God's presence there, but how I interacted was totally Absolutely. different. And why, in, why was that? So in, this is a white Presbyterian yes, church. Okay. In, in my church, when I walk in the door, I'm happy, you know, I'm ready to, I'm coming in, clapping, you know, mm-hmm. jumping, standing up in worship. Over there, I was like, well, I'm just going to sit here mm-hmm. and I'll sing, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do I stand up here? Do I stand up there? And it's not that I didn't feel God's presence. It was just 
how I did it was different. And they have been over to our church as well. And they've come and said, you all are high energy. We like the excitement over there. So I'm like, ah, so, um, you know. so do you think it's easier for white folks to go into a black church than yes. it is for a black church or black folks to go into yes. a white? Okay. Both of you are shaking your head. Yes. Yes. And I'm going to tell you when we went over and I've met many of the members and loving members, but still that initial walk in was like, why are they looking at me like that? Um, mm. Am I going to be accepted? Mm. Uh, do you really want me here? Mm. And that's how we in any space that is predominantly white. That's often how we go in thinking first. Mm. I can remember the first day of TSC, our first uh, class in seminary. Mm -hmm. uh, there were, I mean, it was Tay and you and Tracy and Tania and, and, Tania. Tania and uh, who else? Uh, there was like five or six mm -hmm. folks mm -hmm. and I don't think Chandra was there, but they no, all, all of you guys clumped together and sat together. Right. I mean, you were together. And I thought yes. to myself, well, they look like they're having a good old time <laughs> over there. I mean, I'm, and I'm, we didn't know each other prior to right. that. And I, I couldn't. Like I couldn't figure it out. And I thought, well, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And you did. And I did. Yes, you did. I, I sort of like, <laughs> I inserted myself into that. I can remember getting up and walking over and be like, hey, y'all, what's going on? And we all probably looked at you. You like, did. First, Why are you like, over here? Anyway, uh -huh. yeah, you, what yeah. do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. what, what do you want? Where do you? And it took weeks of me just having conversations with you all. I guess I just never thought about how that translated to every area of your life, your work life, your, you know, out in public, you know, at the mall or yes. even in, in going into a church, mm -hmm. you know, yes. we say we want our churches to be safe spaces and mm -hmm. safe places. So having said that, what you just said, what was it like walking into Beargrass? It's five, six o'clock now on a Wednesday night. And there are lots of activities going on tonight. And uh, what was what was that like? Be honest. To be honest with you, for me, I was fine. And I think that was because of several reasons. When I told you I come here every weekend to the farmer's market. So I'm already kind of. A comfortable, comfortable space with the space but what also helped me was you greeted me at the door mm. you came and got me had i had to walk through here looking for you by myself i think my demeanor would have been different i would have been more on guard yeah and i would have been like if somebody looked at me i'm like oh they probably wondering why i'm in this church what am i up to uh-huh uh-huh so it was different so you created me a space to be safe and yeah, to be I, relaxed. Well, I, I asked you guys to text me right. whenever you got here and I would meet you. Right. Otherwise, we would have been like trying to figure out. Tracy did what text door, and then she did yeah. call mm -hmm. and I had my phone on do not disturb. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Tracy, your experience was different then because I. So I have I have a 
so like you, I have previous experience. So mm-hmm. when we were in seminary, um, one of our seminary cohorts, mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin Cook, a, yeah, Kevin, yes. shout out to Kev, um, had a youth group and he had me come in and do um, a right. Bible study with mm-hmm. them. So by him uh, meeting me at the door, coming in with the youth. So my experience is a little bit different. So I'm, I'm familiar with the church. I know how to go in the doors, that kind of thing. Coming into any space, I don't care what space I'm in, right. as, as someone of color, I do a survey. Right. Uh-huh. It is a physical survey. Mm-hmm. It is a mental survey. Mm-hmm. And it is a spatial survey. Yes. So spatially, I need to know where the exits are. Correct. I need to know what's around me, what's not. Mm-hmm. I need to feel the space. Is it space yes. full pretentious? Is it warm? Is it inviting? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm I'm going all these things in my head as I'm walking to any space I'm in. Because I have to know that I have to right. be protected at all times. Right. And it doesn't matter if I'm going to a church. It doesn't matter if I'm going to a mall. I don't care where I am. Oh, yeah. Those are certain things that you go through mentally that you've mm-hmm. taught. You've taught yourself. You've mm-hmm. been environmentalized. And you've been taught that way. Yes. And you've been environmentalized from who knows how. I don't even know what age. Mm-hmm. But but either you learned by watching. So I watched my mom and my mm-hmm. father a lot. Um, and then just knowing when something doesn't feel right. Something in your, in in your, your gut. And your gut just don't feel right. Mm-hmm. And so coming here today was like, well, this is odd. If there's no lights on. And it's a Wednesday. It's Bible study night. So I know folks got to be here. <laughs> Right. So it's weird to come into the lobby and the lights being off and, and not really hearing activity happen mm-hmm. because right now in my church, and I'm pretty sure in Shelbyville, yeah. there's Bible study and there's music right. playing, lights are on, folks are talking. Right. So there's a different level of energy that's, that's mm-hmm. in the space, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. That, that, right. did, that wasn't here when I walked in. Mm-hmm. That was a little unusual. Yes. And yeah. it was different because I came in with D. Correct. And mm-hmm. I come in like you. I would have felt the same way. Mm-hmm. I would have been watch very much more Absolutely. watchful. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Who, yeah, who, I'm asking questions. Who is approaching me? You know, what am things. I going to say if somebody stops me? Right. That's yeah. all. You know, those are all signs of trauma. Well, then there's that. There is that. I was raised in the 60s. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with a lot of racism in the city of Louisville. There were places I could not go. Mm. Uh, We didn't go downtown. Mm. Did not. Uh, You were still riding the buses basically in the back until you got into the West End. Mm. Uh, You didn't really speak to a white person. So for me, it's different and it's traumatic for me. I remember when they had the uh, riots after the uh, parade one year, I was young. I was with my sisters. They literally took me by both hands and rang it home. My little feet didn't touch the ground. Mm. This is after the Derby Parade? Uh, yeah, I think it was Derby Parade. Okay. I think when they had the, the riots. So it's right after MLK passed away. Yes, it was after the 60s. It was in the 60s. So yep. for me, I am still have some of that trauma. So when I get in spaces where it is predominantly white, I feel the tension. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And I'm I come in a space and I automatically look to see if there's another black person in the room and I will gravitate toward them. At least a a subtle nod, acknowledge something. Yep. Make Mm -hmm. eye contact, something, something, you know, just kind of nod the head just so, and you're unconsciously, no matter how long you're there in that space, keep 
kind of a your radar up is the word this person is located in. Because that's like your anchor, your safety net. Mm -hmm. Uh So, yes, trauma is there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's interesting is that she's a a child of the 60s. So I'm only two generations away from slavery, three generations away from slavery. Mm -hmm. So my grand great grandmother was born on the slave plantation. My mm-hmm. grandmother was raised on a plantation. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not that really that far away from it. One, two, mm-hmm. my grandmother had 11 children. Mm-hmm. And here in Louisville, there was only one place downtown that she went frequently to, to um, buy shoes for her children. But she could not go in. So she would trace my um, uncles and aunts feet on a sheet of paper and then go to match the shoe size with their feet because she couldn't, couldn't go in and, and they try couldn't the shoes try shoe. Couldn't try on the Close. Which is uh, which is awfully interesting. That's Fleischer's. And then my mom ended up working at Fleischer's like 40, 50 years later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when I when I'm saying that racism is real, I'm I really not I'm not that far away from it. One. Right. And then my brother, um, when busing started here in Louisville, he it was his senior, junior, senior year here in Louisville. Mm-hmm. He was bused to Southern High School. There were oh, times yeah, my sister was bused. I was bused to Valley High School. That's crazy. My Second sister was bused to Central High School. Really? Mm-hmm. And so going out to Southern and the first time he was there, he's getting jumped. Like they had to stop the bus in the middle of the street. And like it was it was too much. So I'm not that far Mm -hmm. away from it, even though in my life I have my own examples. I didn't know I was different until someone told me. Really? Um, I had a there's always been white folks on my block. That's always been the case. It's the Milbys. I would never. I love (laughs) I'm a shout out to the Milbys. And so um, they had um, a young girl, one of their probably daughters. And I used to get off the bus and run down her house and tell her about something new. I got new dolls, something, Mm -hmm. whatever. So this one particular day, I ran down her house telling her about this new doll. We start laughing. Cool. Go back home. Next day I do it. She stands at the door and tells me I can no longer play with you. What? Because you're black. And I'm like, time out. Wait a minute. We've been playing together forever. What's so different about today? This time when she came off the bus, I got home earlier. So I'm running down the street to her and her friends on her bus saw her talking to me. Mm. They teased her the next day. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why she said she can talk to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And so race has been prevalent everywhere, right. but it's just been different yes. in how you experienced it right. and then how I experienced it. Right. And, but it's still here. And, and then mm-hmm. it shows itself in major systems like the church, the church. like um, in businesses, Schools. like in education. Mm-hmm. Um, even with the education that we have, we went to a theological, it is a Presbyterian mm-hmm. theological mm-hmm. seminary. Yes. Please understand mm-hmm. that we are Baptist folk in a Presbyterian mm-hmm. seminary. Right. And right. so some of our normal engagements in worship and how we mm-hmm. talk, even in our, in the class we were just speaking of, mm-hmm. how we engage. And that is different Very from different. our counterparts where we're having these hard conversations in these mm-hmm. classes. And similar to you are saying, these are things I've never experienced. Well, sis, since you're in a space, mm-hmm. what is the majority black folk? This is your time to sit, be quiet. Mm-hmm. And. Listen. I, yeah. And I can remember in that class after the, like the third day, like you guys walking out and being like, oh, I've never. Oh, yes. I feel at home. I do not mm-hmm. like this is oh, I love this class. And I was yeah. like, this is painful. y'all. 
this is not a good feeling. Yeah. Like, and I think I we feel said, like, you know how we feel. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. y'all said, well, welcome to my world. Yeah. Every day. It's, Every that, day. it's a reaffirmingness of mm-hmm. what you already know. Like, you get tired of saying the same things over right. and again. Mm-hmm. And so to be in an academic setting with a brilliant professor, mm-hmm. with other brilliant, myself, you, um, Sekhmet, was it? Yes. Oh, oh, yes. I miss me some. Oh, I miss him. Um, and having some really hard, engaged, intertwined African mm-hmm. spiritual yes. conversations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I got up and you remember the day I got up and walked out that yes, class? Yes. That's where I was I about to go. I remember that day. I was I about remember to, I, that I, day. That's where you I was like, I cannot do you people yep. any yep. more. Yep. Like I am, I am done. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I felt like I was getting beat up on. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went to work and it was about two or three hours later. Tracy calls me. I sure did. <laughs> I sis, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not okay. I am mad, and it was, was a. Like, she's gonna have to be mad. It's okay. You have yeah, to sit in it. It's yeah, right. and you, you know, we had a we had a real honest conversation mm-hmm. about it, and I just said, you know, I thought you were my friend. I thought you would have my back. Like, what happened? No, I do, and, and that's, that's exactly right. you said. I do that's have right. your back. That's the reason why we're having this yeah, conversation, right? right. Right. We can have another conversation, but we don't want to have that. <laughs> right. That's not right. what I want to have with my sister. Right. But it was it, for me, it was seeing one point one. One thing I think that bothered me the most is that you didn't want to sit in that. And I think that's what hurt my heart. Right. But then I had to pause and be like, well, she's never been in this situation right. before. Right. And it's a difficult conversation to be in. And you're yeah. surrounded by love, but it doesn't feel like love at this moment. Mm-mm. Of course, I would want to leave that situation. Well, but the thing is, is now, I mean, after our conversation and able to reflect on it, it was my white privilege that made me feel like I could get up out well, of a class well. and walk out. I mean, I walked out on all of my classmates and the professor. <laughs> and I think I even said, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You did. And that you know I'm done when I say I'm done. <laughs> stuff. And I, I my ball, I'm going home. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, later thinking about it, I thought they would have never done that in any other class. Mm-hmm. You would have never walked out of Johanna's class. Oh, no. You would have never, you know, Dean Garrett. No, mm-hmm. that's like <laughs> what disrespect I had to you guys and to my professor. And, and I did. I mean, I just did not even realize it at the time. I just thought I'm sick of getting beat up on that's what it felt like but it wasn't that wasn't at all it was you know the truth hurts and sometimes our own um privilege and our own racism i would have never thought i was a racist i never thought you know i got black friends y'all are my friends y'all are my friends the the token yeah the token the token white line yeah but it's you know it's just hard Mm -hmm. and i think that that might be one of the reasons why it is so difficult to have in churches and in institutions and organizations these kind of conversations is because frankly us white folk don't want to sit in our crap it is hard and it hurts and I, I just, I mean, what do y'all think about that? Is it, I mean, is it the white folk problem? So what do you think? Is it a white folks problem? 
how do you think Tracy and Marsha will respond to that question? You'll have to find out next week when we drop part two of my conversation with Tracy and Marsha. I'm curious, when did you first become of your race? And how does it impact the way that you move and interact with others? What are your reactions to some of the thoughts and experiences that Tracy and Marsha shared? If you would like to continue the conversation, if you have more questions, or you'd like to find out how you can get involved in the fight for racial justice right here in our community, contact me at d at beargrass.org. That's D-E-E at beargrass.org. As I said, we'll drop the second part of my conversation next Thursday. Until then, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you around the table at one of our weekend worship services. We have services Saturday at 5.30, Sundays at 9 and 11. We're located at 4100 Shelbyville Road in the heart of St. Matthews. Until then, peace.